Hello and welcome to the Astrology in You podcast. I'm Kerry Hurrigan. Today we'll be looking at the super new moon in Pisces happening on the 19th or 20th of February 2023 and the conjunction of Saturn in Aquarius with the new moon. But firstly, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the original land carers, the Awabakal people, where this podcast is recorded. I give my deepest respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. Just a reminder before we start, you can get a free mini astrology report that includes a very detailed birth chart from Astrology in You. I created a video to show you how to create a birth chart with transits at astro.com, which both of these are very handy in any astrology that you are following. You can find the podcast on iTunes as well as Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher, and there is a couple more, but I can never remember what they are. So the new moon in Pisces will be happening at 1 degree and 22 minutes on the 19th or 20th of February, depending on your location. To see where this specifically relates to you, look to the house or life area. This will be transiting in your own chart as this will affect that area of your life. Just quickly in evolutionary astrology, we do equate the moon to our ego, which is our self-image and how we view the world from our own perspective. Conditionings influence our perspective, such as our childhood conditionings, our culture, our society, our beliefs and experiences, all contribute to our perspective. This is why we can view the same thing as someone else, but see it differently. And just a reminder that the new phase is where we set an intention to begin the new cycle. Pisces is a mutable water sign. Its ruling planet is Neptune and it rules the 12th house. In Pisces, we emerge from an ending to begin a new cycle of adventure in the newness of Aries, just like the birth of a baby. The evolution of Pisces is in several stages. And this is spoken about beautifully by Maurice Fernandez in his book, Neptune, the 12th house and Pisces. I'll put a link below and I urge you to get a copy, especially if you have a lot of planets in the 12th house as I do. Pisces is related to the ultimate truth. Pisces is also related to innocence, delusionment, suffering, believing one is a victim, public service, connection with the loving intelligence and the source of all things. One develops a healthy immune system relating to that loss of innocence or naive ways of thinking that must be experienced. And all these stages lead to the ultimate truth. You may not have heard of Pisces being explained this way. So in general terms, starting with this naivete or innocence, there is a naive assumption that everything is going to work out, where we take things for granted. One just wants to kick back and go with the flow, and this can go well into adulthood, even though we experience things not working out over and over. And this leads to disillusionment. And in this disillusionment, we suffer. We feel let down, we feel hopeless, we feel unworthy, where everything is futile and we just can't see the point. And through this loss of innocence or naivete, we feel hurt by existence itself because of this blind trust that has come from this innocence. There is a tendency to assume everything will be taken care of or will be looked after and will never get sick, even though in reality this just doesn't happen. 
creating different levels of disillusionment. Now all this is necessary and in this loss of innocence we see how the shadow side of Pisces creeps in where one can believe they are a victim. And in this victimization, emotions of resentment and revenge rise to the surface, creating anger, and anger leads to sadistic behavior in its extreme. This feeling of being a victim and the feeling of the whole world being against us is all due to this blind trust that we've created and not questioning anything. One begins to realize that focus and effort is required to make things happen, otherwise one feels they are like a lost ship at sea. When no effort is made, one can feel that life has left them behind. This impacts on things like undeveloped communication skills, underdevelopment in relationships, a weak immune system, and lack of asserting oneself. When this continues, one can experience the dark night of the soul, where one hits rock bottom and all the illusions are real, until it is discovered they are not. And Buddha said it best, he said, take your eye off the illusion, there is no truth to what you are seeing. You have to think, well, what did he mean? In times of suffering, a person is presented with issues and situations that rise to the surface for investigation and release to look at reality. In sharing a personal story, this happened to me and I was determined to find the good. I thought there has to be a purpose to all this. So I began my search. I read many books. I listened to many teachers like Carolyn Mace, who was amazingly helpful in the beginning. But it was when I found Byron Katie, things really changed. And that's why I mentioned Katie every podcast. Not long after I came across Katie, I discovered Jeffrey Wolf Green and Evolutionary Astrology. And I knew that my experience was not just ego. It was much deeper than that. I actually didn't know what the ego was. And Evolutionary Astrology was another tool to get to the bottom of everything. So I just had to keep going deeper. And my dark night of the soul went on for many years. So when the turnarounds came, the relief and the freedom was monumental. In saying all of that, what this all led to was the ultimate truth. And I always think of Pisces like it drains the swamp. Whatever's left has to be the truth. And when I did find my ultimate truth, I can offer what I know and understand to someone else who is suffering and I can help them. And I've had the privilege of doing that many times. So if it wasn't for the betrayals, the illusions, the delusions, my naivete, I think that I would feel my life had no meaning, not to mention the emotions of futility and worthlessness that were at times incredibly extreme. In my case, I have Pluto in Virgo and I have four other planets in Leo, all in the 12th house, and I have Pisces on the 7th. So all the betrayals and issues I had, didn't know how to deal with, I had no clue how to deal with them at the time, all related around other people. And this lined up perfectly for my soul's experience to keep me going in my evolution. I mean, I have to smile and be so grateful when I think of how and what happened back then. I came to the conclusion there was just no other way I would get here. And it blew my mind, it really did. These experiences taught me so much. I wouldn't change a thing. I used to hear people say that and I think, well, I'd change everything, but I understand what they mean now. We have to remember there is always a higher meaning in such struggles and challenges. And the key is 
Do we go on a quest to find the truth or do we continue with our blind trust and keep repeating the same experiences, stressful as they are, until we realize we have to release them and let them go and find out the truth behind them. And this is where Katie's process came in. Virgo plays a very important part in its polarity to Pisces as it helps us ground ourselves because when we get into those states of victimization and disillusionment, we are in our emotions. We've got nothing to steady us at all. And Virgo is perfect in its polarity to Pisces in that way because it's about discernment. And to arrive there, we must be willing to find the truth through criticism, judgment, to identify faults so we can make the necessary adjustments for continual improvements. And this is where the idea of perfection comes along with Virgo. And actually, perfection doesn't even exist. It's a journey of continual adjustments and fine-tuning. That's how we get there. So when we do this, we connect with something greater than ourselves and there is so much more to life than our conditioning, survival and security. Through Pisces, we work on our relationship with life and when it is healthy, we can have heaven on earth, but when it's distorted, it's hell on earth and we can make that choice. Wherever Pisces is located in your natal chart signifies if you are going to sail through calm or rough waters. So the super new moon in Pisces. So Pisces is a water sign and water in astrology links us to our emotions. It is sensitive to everything. If the archetype of Pisces is very activated, we can tune into all sorts of things. Other things Pisces relates to are our dreams. And if you can note down your dreams, pay attention to any animals, the colors, people, or how you felt in your dream. These are all clues to ourselves. In Pisces, we are confronted by the unpredictability of nature and life where we must adapt to the conditions. And Pisces reminds us that we are part of nature and part of greater cycles. So with Saturn in Aquarius, I decided to look through the Sabian symbols. Now Saturn is at 28 degrees of Aquarius. And for those of you who don't know, the Sabian symbols represent the mysterious images that represent each degree of the zodiac. It's based on the works of Elsie Wheeler, Mark Edmonds and Dane Rudia. I'll leave a link to jamesburgess.com and he's very good taking you through the Sabian symbols and explaining the meanings behind them. So when we look at the 28th degree of Aquarius, it represents being careful about our natural resources. Things are not always available when we need them and therefore we must engage with life at a physical level to ground us, putting us in touch with reality. This has an immediate effect on our wellness and how we relate to everything else. And that's how James put it on his website. I found this so profound as I related it to world events in regard to the war in the Ukraine, which is about resources. In fact, the issues that we face as a human family are about resources. Individually, it would be wise to plan. I can see how Pisces, in relating to the ultimate truth and Saturn's conjunction at 28 degrees of Aquarius, may play out in the truth about resources, such as the article written by Seymour Hirsch and the Nord Stream Pipeline. It's, a, it's an incredible read and I'll put a link to that. You can find it on Substack, but I'll put a link to Russell Brand's interview with Seymour Hersh. 
Saturn represents the old and Aquarius the new and I feel we will see more of the old collapsing to what make way for the new. So it is wise, do what you can for your health, your finances and your overall well-being. So to wrap up, nurturing yourself in the new moon in Pisces, medically Pisces rules the immune system, the feet, the right brain hemisphere, left side of the body, which is the receiving side and the lymphatic system. So a couple of suggestions, start a daily meditation practice to initiate the pineal gland and to calm the nervous system. Take full responsibility for your actions. Let go of what you know you must to move forward, to evolve and keep releasing. Be in nature where possible. Look at your finances and how they can serve you best. Develop an overall healthy immune system, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Do something to nurture your feet and exercise to move the lymphatic system. Lastly, listen to your heart's intelligence. This is where you find your truth and meaning. We connect through our hearts to every living thing, to each other, the cosmos, and source. Be in the higher emotions of hope, gratitude, joy, relief, appreciation, and now all is well. Thank you so much for listening. I welcome all the new subscribers. God bless. Till next time. Bye-bye.